Listen, I'm easy to find. And listen, they can kiss my ass if they don't like it. What's up, y'all? It's Nathan back with another video presentation. Uh, this is episode 15 of the podcast, season six. Yes, I do apologize. This video was actually supposed to go up Sunday. I pushed it. I was supposed to go live Friday. Then I pushed it back Saturday. Now it's Monday. Well, it's, well, it's still Monday if you're on the West Coast, and it's Tuesday if you're in the East Coast. So this episode's obviously talking about Kat Engelbert. Um, few couple weeks ago, uh, Kathy Engelbert was on the uh, article on people.com. Um, you know, in the, in the aftermath of, well, back up. Before I get into that, let me just say this up front. So um, if you're not already, I went live and went vented on the Washington Wizards. Um, I'm going to change the title of this video I just did about what happened at the Grammys with Will Smith and Chris Rock. Uh, this is episode 15. Uh, I will go live again tomorrow. I painfully have to recap Maryland losing to Stanford. Oh, my God. And then I'm going to go hide in the corner for a few days. No, I'm just kidding. No, all seriousness. But uh, be tuned up for that. Uh, so you got three videos tonight. I do apologize for the late. But this video, she made some comments. In this episode, Kathy Engelberg made some comments in the aftermath of the Brittany Graham situation where it's now reported she could face up to five years in a labor camp in Russia. She was arrested at a Russian airport for allegedly uh, – carrying hash oil in her bag and uh according to their laws she could face up to 10 years uh, for drug smuggling and uh, there has been contact with her thank goodness they and to know that she's doing she's doing okay uh there was a clip of her walking that looked like to look walking towards a courtroom looked at the camera I think she just is uh, her the reaction was I'm from to, to me was I'm ready to just get this over with and just go home. Um, I've heard some other stuff in the aftermath of this. Uh, like I said, there was an illegal expert saying she could face up to five years in prison labor. Lisa Leslie was told to to keep this whole thing when Brittany Griner on the hush hush, uh, which I thought is wow which i thought was really crazy um but let's get into this article so i'll leave this article if i remember in the description but uh pretty much the interview the, the article was pretty much talking about you know how kathy feels about her obviously getting arrested and what the league is trying to do and, and, you know, trying to get her, what they're trying to do to get her back home. So um, there have been numerous in the art, in the article, it stated that there's numerous members of Congress that are working hand, working with the department to handle, to get, to figure out a solution to get Brittany Griner home. Okay. Now, 
just a little background on Kathy Engelbert. Kathy Engelbert was the president, became on the president of the WNBA in 2019. Then changed her job title. Then the job title, excuse me, the job title was changed to commissioner. So she's now technically, as of 2020, the first commissioner of the, of the WNBA. Now, in the article, there were some things that were said that, to me, I felt were very deft tone like comments, because. And I, and I remember in the article, she said something along the lines of, it's not uncommon for WNBA players to opt to go overseas. But she dismissed it by bringing up, I have the quote, I'm, I, I have the quote, but before in the article was talking about that she was trying to kill this narrative that they go overseas because... The WNBA doesn't pay. Now, the league, the owners, and the players and the association agreed to a new collective bargain agreement that will not expire until 2027. Now, and I quote, what we did with the collective bargain agreement in 2020, that was only two years ago. People forget that. We tripled the top players. Okay? Top. Top players pay. Players have an opportunity to make between five hundred and six hundred thousand at top end salaries. Now, just just for just for fun, because I, I I like to be a numbers guy, and you know I I had to had to do I had to look at this, and I'm sitting here going like, okay. So let, let's see. So the highest contract as of right now, according to this is spot track, and this may and this could change, right? She said top players. So Dewana Bonner, for example, right? Her contract expires. The 2023-2024 season. Her base salary is 227. Let's run it up to 228,000 this year. And then next year be 200, the following year be 235. Hypothetically, right? She said we tripled the top prayers play. They have an opportunity to make between 500 and 650,000. Now, I had to go back and also look at one of the recent top free agents, Asia Wilson. Asia Wilson, right, just got a contract. I'm thinking like, hey, that's that's not bad. It's a, I think it was like a two-year deal. She can make up to, I think it's like 400000 right? I think that's like the, year, the yearly cash. But her cat, but her base salary for this year it's supposed to be like 196,000. And the next year, it's supposed to, the following year, it was like 202,000, something like that. So I'm looking and I'm saying, okay, if you're paying the highest paid top player, what about the others? What about those that are mid tier uh, players? 
And then, you know, you have your A, B, C, D tier players, okay? What about them? Because a rookie, for example, uh, just, again, just to just give you guys an idea, right? Kalani Brown. I believe Kalani Brown's rookie contract, I think she made was like 60000 I want to say. Give or take. Let me just, I just want to check that really quick. And I, I'm not, I just want to make sure I'm having that right. Let's see. Her base salary, that doesn't count. Her entry-level contract started off, averaged was a four-year deal worth 200 and 219000 Her average salary would have been fifty-four, round up to 55000 Okay, so obviously, you know, she's in the middle, B, B, C TIF region, okay? So obviously, she would miss out on getting top dollar because according to what Kathy said in peoples.com, we tripled the top player's pay. So if you are, for example, a, again, Claudia Brown, Turner Hawkins, you're not going to get the five hundred to six hundred fifty thousand dollars. You know, uh, Candace Parker will get that. Asia Wilson, Liz Cambage, Brianna Stewart, right? So, what, what's kind of funny about her comments because their contracts are weird because Elena Deladon's won a championship. Asia Wilson's been an MVP rookie of the year. Candace Parker, champion, MVP. There needs to be incentives with these awards. I, I don't see that. Like, it's cool to see that it's good to see that they're getting more money. But I would like to see more incentives. Hey, well, if you made a rookie team, this is how much you're going to get. You know, your, your salary, you know, you're going to see a bump in salary. Brianna Jones, Brianna Jones, this past season. Most improved player. You're going to see a bonus in your salary. John Quell Jones, Ariel Atkins, Jasmine, and so forth and so forth. No incentives weren't mentioned in the CBA, which is just weird to me, but that's a whole other But that's just stay with me. Okay. Now, the 500,000, right? Most of that comes from. I, again, in the contract, doesn't even mention bonuses, but the Commissioner's Cup, um, the league, and then the marketing that's the, the marketing that teams, the team marketing deals for the, its players. Now, also, too, um, they also started programs for players, career oriented, something like that, if I remember in the article, where this last year, a number of players did not, they stopped going overseas. Like, um, I know Kelsey Mitchell is going for her master's degree. Uh, I know a lot of coaches got her master's, coaches got her master's. Like, things like that, which is good. But you're also starting to see more opportunities in terms of marketing for, for players. Uh, which is good. Like, you're, I'm like, example, 
Uh, we were just having this conversation a few not too long ago about John Claude Jones and you know her her marketing about being marketing. Uh, you're starting to see like a Jan Jantel Lavender on the big on Big Ten on the Big Ten Network, Taylor Hill, um, other things like that. Now. The reason she goes that she, in her own words, that the pay inequity is in getting better, players were still going overseas. Now, this is where she lost me. She said, and I quote, believe some athletes have continued to play, play internationally due to their passion for their sport and desire to play year-round while they still can. People are still going overseas if they want to play like that right there, I have an issue with because as, as a commissioner, you cannot be that deaf tone because it shows me that you're not, you see, you're, on, you're not paying attention to the other players. When you have example, we got, we, we got some, we got some mothers in the league. Uh, Cheyenne Parker just recently became a mother. Erica Handy's a mom, Tiana Hawkins, uh, Dewana Bonner, you know, still plays overseas. Like, if they just lift off their salary, what they're making in the WNBA, it's it's not enough. Like, they've got to put food on their family's table. They got bills to pay. They're sacrificing their asses off day in and day out. And then for you as the commissioner to be that death tone and go, it's for the passion. No, if this is money that's got to be made, it's got to be made. Like Diana Taurasi sat out one year for the team she played for. I believe it was, it was a Russian basketball team because they paid her. It was almost like oh, it was a million dollars compared to what she was getting paid in Phoenix, which is peanuts. So as a commissioner, how can we sit? How can you sit there and go say it's the passion when you're not looking? When you're not looking at well, when I look at somebody like again, I'm just using them as an example. When you look at the lower the lower tier players where they're not making a hundred thousand plus, they got to work their asses off, like to the point where some of them are taking doing other jobs outside of basketball, like. I'm happy that they're getting endorsements, but it's they shouldn't be going overseas. Because I'm gonna tell you why. I'll never forget. I think it was a couple 2017, 2016. I believe it, Brianna was in Australia. I can't remember. She was overseas. She tore Achilles and was off for the season. Think about what that does for the Seattle Storm. Now that year didn't have it, and I think they they missed the playoffs that year. I think that, I don't remember what time I had, but I do know her loop missing the season it hurt them. But it's just I just feel like as a commissioner, you have to be aware of because again, same thing with Rod Mansford. Kathy Engelbert is the voice for the 12 owners. So she's the same as, uh, not Roger Goodell, Rob Mansford, excuse me. 
Rod Mansford, Roger Goodell, they all speak for the owners. As a commissioner, it is your responsibility to be aware of everybody's situation is different. Not everybody can be on can get a Nike deal. Not everybody can be getting photo shoots. Everybody can't get an Adidas endorsement. I mean, it's how you mark, and also too how the team is marketing you. We talked about with John Paul Jones. Well, how is it? What is the Connecticut Sun doing locally in their in the con in the economy of Connecticut? What can you do on the local level to help to get your name out there? You know, branding, those type of things matter. As a commissioner, when you come out and go, that's passion, it's not just about passion. Like I'll never forget. It was in the 144 documentary. It's a good, it was a good scene. It was a, a it was a in, really interesting scene because it, she was she was telling the truth. Courtney Williams. You know, she said, you know, she came, she went down to Orlando to get paid because people eat off her. You know, she is the provider for her family. Say that for the other women in the league. This is not just about passion, but let me get off that. Now, Brittany plays, I think ever since 2016, I want to say she's been overseas. And at that time, the salaries were different. I think it was somewhere around 75, 76,000. And then the, and the veterans, I will say, they're making over 105,000 at the time. So obviously now the, the average base salary for the WNBA is now a hundred and thirty thousand. That's ridiculous. And Brittany Griner has made over just that one year she started in 2016, if I remember correctly, it was a million dollars. Oh my god. Now you put two and two together. If I'm making at the time seventy-six thousand dollars in this hand, but in this hand I'm making a million dollars. It's not brain surgery. It's not rocket science. Now, in the article, she went on to talk about Brittany. You know how, uh, you know what Brittany represents, not only for the WNBA, but for the LGBTQ community, you know, she, you know she's one of the you know, biggest, bigger advocates for social injustice, which she is. And I, I, I respect Brittany for that, but it just, it's really interesting to, to really know that we have a commissioner that can be this deftoned on its players and the league because these these hundred these women don't just go overseas because it's a passion. They're, some most of them they're are breadwinners. They got to take care of families. They got food. To, they got food to put on tables, bills to pay. They got lives to live too. Doctors don't even make that that kind of salary. Like this is a reality of the of the narratives of the W of women's sports that we're trying to kill. 
like the doc the, the documentary Stephen Curry did on Lucia Harris. Like we like it's just the appreciation of women's sports, period. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm happy that they're getting paid more, but we're we, but the W is in this is at a crossroads where it seems like you have one group that's that wants to progress the league, grow it. In the middle, I'm just twiddling my thumbs and don't know what to do because either I can't afford it or I'm just not going to do anything. And then you got the conservatives. Well, that's not how we do things. We're going to do it this way and just move at a snail's pace. Unfortunately, when you have business people that obviously aren't on the same page and at the end of the day, hold the WNBA back. That's just how I feel. I mean, from traveling to money to just a plethora of issues that still haven't been addressed. I mean, I already know she came out and said that when they got the the, the, the investment recently, not going, that money was not going to go into traveling, which is fine. But I just want to point this out. The National Women's Soccer League just got an endorsement with Delta Airlines. Congratulations! Oh, 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 oh my God! Where is that for the W? I I just I don't know. I, I just don't think you, I just think as a commissioner, I don't think you can be this tone. You, you cannot be this tone deaf on not only this situation, but the, but your players that represent your league. Cause I ain't going to lie. Neither. You've got players. So you got, you got a few, you get, you have some ladies that have, that are openly criticizing not only the CBA, but they're, but they're just criticizing what's wrong with the league. Not just them, but you've got fans like myself and others that have just are openly criticizing the league. And to me, it just seems like just sitting back and going like, okay, well, we'll, we'll get to when we get to it. That's not how it works. But I'm hoping that this year's league pass it's better. Like I hope I don't experience blackout games. I hope I don't experience that. I hope that the it's actually worth it to buy. I, I do. I just I, I listen. I I had no issue with Kathy Engelbert. I think she is very business savvy. I can see what she wants to do for the W. I understand when she took this job. I knew it wasn't going to be easy. I knew it was a shit show when she took the job. I know it was not going to be easy. But I I do, I, I just feel like you cannot be deaf tone on your lead when you say they go overseas because it's a passion. When you've got mothers that are, and, and those that are not making $500,000, $650,000. 
they're making what 70 60,000 50,000 55,000 and you put them live you can't live off that not not that I mean you can make it work but no like if there's car note mortgage groceries other stuff I go out here and hustle and what do you think they're doing they're going overseas unfortunately I don't like it because they're, they run the risk of getting injured, and that hurts over here because they may not be able to play. And also, too, most, some of them have to come back late because they missed the preseason, and then they get suspended. It's bullshit. Makes no sense. Look. I'm just going to close out by saying this. Brittany Griner, I'm just going to, I will continue. I'm, I've been praying for her, her safety. And I believe with how I believe in the, in the, in the word of God, God is in control. And I believe that she'll be home soon. I do believe that. But I also believe that Kathy Engelberg does not truly know the W and its players because these 144 women, these 12 teams, they all have different things and different responsibilities in their lives. All of us, it would be nice to get a Nike deal, a Nike, a Nike shoe investment. It'd be nice to be the face of Adidas. It would be nice to uh, be on a commercial. But unfortunately, the WNBA has so much work and a lot of catching up to do. It's, it's, it's quite sad when, when, when the commissioner comes out and goes, What's a passion? Even though I applaud the ladies that decide to not go overseas and have and have those kind of things, have backup plans and also had other things, other commitments where you can take care of financially. I respect that. I'm not saying going overseas adoptions. I don't like it. I, I've I've advocated been an advocate for more gains. For the W, um, AU, A Athletes Unlimited, that should be should be considered to be expanded. Uh, there has to be a better, it has to be an alternative to keep these women here and not go overseas. That's just that's just it. That's just that's just where I'm at with it. Um, But I, I, when I read that article, I was I was just disappointed. I was like, "Wow, just very tone deaf," and you just don't know what someone like you know, some of these players go through. Like I said, and she said it in the CBA: top paid the top players. What about the players in the middle? What about rookies? What about them? 
They got they got bills to pay. They got fans to take care of. Don't don't they matter too? Hell, again, I want Asia Wilson to have five hundred thousand dollars. I want uh to Bond to have five hundred. But I would like to see Chelsea Perry. I would like to see um, Ruthie Herbert, uh, Ty Harris. Uh, I already know Tay Cooper's going to get her money. Um, I would like to see those that are mid-tier players get a little love, too, in terms of money. I would like to see that. I would like to see that for all the league, the rookies, this, this upcoming rookie class. I want to see that. But um, while I'm talking about the W, uh, the WNBA draft is April 11th. You will get the last 3.0 mock draft from me shortly. Uh, you'll probably get it this weekend because uh, I'll go more in depth with that because tomorrow I have to painfully recap Maryland versus Stanford, and then I'm going to go – Cry in my car. <laughs> Damn you, Stanford. Stanford Cardinals. Damn you. <laughs> what that being said about y'all have a good night too. Listen, I'm easy to find. And listen, they can kiss my ass if they don't like it. Listen, I'm easy to find, and listen, they can kiss my ass if they don't like it.